Bam, we're live. Hey, sorry I'm late. No problem. I cracked J-Rod. I can't even believe it. You what? Crack J-Rod. We were in the flow. Like my last guest, he's like, he's, he's, he's a tough nut to crack. He's young. He's 20. He's a, he's got his head on straight and, you know, but we started just started going into the zone. It was crazy. Happens sometimes, you know, sometimes it takes 45 minutes of dull talk about cats before you get to anything interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, was that, was that happened to you last night? Haley Adams. Oh shit! Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, I need to. Okay, that is the thing because the first show we did with Haley was two hours and forty minutes. And I wasn't second, on it. it was probably, I, was, I was probably just a bad curse there. Oh, you know who it was? It was John Young. That's what I need. I need John Young to be my co-host for everything. He's a man. I mean, I put you in touch with him for a reason. John, uh, what's it? John, um, um. John something to man. John, what would it be? There's a word for it. It was going to be facetious. Uh, there are some subjects like HWPO, Rogue Invitational, Gabby Magawa, uh, Proven and Tia, Olivia Kerstetter, debut at Rogue, uh, Dubai CrossFit Championships qualifier started, et cetera, et cetera, that I stumbled upon that I thought maybe we should talk about um, maybe tomorrow morning. For Are you around tomorrow morning? Like 40 minutes. Why not just I, right now? Because this show, I think we should do the Madrid. I got all these notes on Madrid. You just want to do a little catching up with the off-season lay of the land tomorrow? Yeah, morning? like as I was doing research um, for tonight's show, I was like, holy shit, a lot of shit's happening. You you have availability in the morning? Yeah. So do I? We could, oh, do you? Okay, let's do a quick show tomorrow morning. All right, double my normal rate, though. Okay, okay I understand. I understand. <laughs> okay. Venmo Brian, $3,000. Yeah. Don't double, double, double. Oh, sorry. Six thousand. Six thousand. Sorry. Um, okay. So what is uh seven AM Pacific Standard Time work for you tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Just a little hodgepodge, whatever you want. Yeah. Uh can we schedule off season gossip Brian? minus the gossip. Right. Can we schedule Brian for seven AM tomorrow morning? Um, what should we call the show? I'll do it for Elise. Since it's her birthday today, I'll give her a little morning after surprise. Uh, that's that's very sweet of you. Uh, what should we call it? the show? Uh, uh, everything, everything CrossFit, CrossFit Games update. The update show, the CrossFit Games update show. The bottom <laughs> line, the final bottom line, the final word. How about the off-season top hopper line. episode? Oh, okay. I like that. Just anything off. and everything you could, that you want to ask me about. Off-season. You don't know what's going to come out. But it's true he's related to CrossFit, hopefully. Oh, how about Hopper Sode? Like a play on episode, Hopper Sode. <clears throat> Are you going to invite him? Hopper, Jason, I could. Just invite him, and when he comes on, just say, okay, thanks, bye. Oh, shit. I was supposed to send Luca and... and were we supposed to do a show with him? <laughs> oh, never mind. I, we were. I don't know what happened. I was supposed to send Luca and Lazar uh, links. You know, that's so- not how you say it. They got to be sleeping. It's like 4 a.m. there. I told, asked him if he wanted to come on. He said he would be. Um, he, he sent me. Uh, he was awake, and they were at a party. I believe it. In Spain, they party all. The parties usually start around two a.m. I think. Maybe okay. later. I am. I am going to send it to him just to see. I, I go to WhatsApp and I go to chats. Okay. If they do come on, who do you think will have a bigger smile? Me or them? No, Lazar or Luca. 
Oh, I don't know, but they're both. I watched the Lauren Khalil's. Uh, uh, she's there. Yep. I was thinking about inviting her on this show too, but she's probably at the same party. Too much star power in one show. Uh, off-season Hopper episode. Okay. Hopper sode. Um. <clears throat> hmm. Is it true? Well, tell me about the. Tell me what's going on. It's it's over. <laughs> tell me what just happened. And and is and is it over? Uh yeah. Over the last three days in Madrid, uh, an event team that actually has a lot of experience organizing and running events put on what could be the largest competition in CrossFit uh, maybe ever. I'm not sure. Some people are sending me some stats about the number of participants and registrants that were pretty impressive. And I said, uh, yeah, it's you know basically like the Wadapalooza in Europe. And they said, no, this is bigger than that in terms of total volume. I didn't do the full breakdown of divisions and, and athletes and registrants per division, but there were a lot. So uh, the most important question is, is, was that girl there from the Isle of Man? I think she was. Seriously? Yeah. Um, I'll, know finished, her, I'll know her name if you say it. She finished 10th. What's her name? Amy Kringle. Yeah, 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 yeah. You think she's related to Santa Over Claus? Over 500 teams. That's over 2,000 athletes just in the team division. Crazy. Crazy. 500 teams. Wow. Um, when Matt, uh, I was watching an interview with, uh, Matt Fraser, maybe when he was, maybe it was an interview, but it was promotional and he called it the uh, largest event in Europe with the most amount of prize money. Uh, yeah, I think that that's, I think that's accurate. Do they have a leaderboard on here? Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> there's a leaderboard for sure. Uh, it's a slippery site. Hold on. Uh, some people did say it was hard to find, but uh, it loads slowly because it's in Europe. It has to come from far away. Um, check the scores. Consult. I I also just emailed you the link if you need it. Okay. Oh, you found it. I think that's it. Uh, but go to elite women or men. Yeah, this is it. Sometimes it takes you to like the qualifier uh, leaderboard, which we we don't need. Why? Uh, how many days has it been since the CrossFit Games? What well, ended on what uh, August fifth or something? So uh, forty-five or something. So five weeks, six five. weeks. Yeah. Um. Why are why who who from the CrossFit Games went there and why? <laughs> I'm pretty sure the only men that ended up uh, competing were Lazar and Travis Mayer. And for the women, uh, Emma McQuaid, definitely. And that might be it from the games. And Emma there Tall, were some and, that were registered that ended up dropping out. And Emma Tall won it. And she was the one that we had on the show, right? There was like a last chance qualifier debacle she was involved in. We've had Emma Tall and, and David Schrunke on the show before, yes. And they both competed there and both podiumed. Yeah, there were a couple other games athletes like, uh, oh, maybe just Yorgos Kedervis, but he ended up not participating. So they were, and Guillaume Brion also, yeah. So only ended up three total Lazar, Travis, and Emma McQuaid. And uh, how do you qualify for this event? 
there's an online qualifier, although there were also apparently some kind of special invites. I don't quite understand. I think Luka Jukic got one, but I think Lazar did not. It was They were telling me about it. It's kind of a funny story where I, I don't know. But anyway, most of them, and there are a lot of participants, qualified through the online qualifi- qualifier, which was, I think, in either late May or early June, kind of during the semifinals period. And And when you're invited, does that mean they paid your way? I misspoke. It's either early May before the semifinals or after in late June. Um, not sure. I don't know. Because I'm trying to think who I saw in Lauren's being interviewed who said they received an invite. I want to say it was Annika Greer. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not sure how many of you were invited. I know that most of them quali- came through the qualifier. And there were up to 80 that could have participated in this division, which is fairly unique. That's, uh, you know, you, we haven't really seen an elite field, like the elite division of a competition have more than 50 athletes since probably the 2009 CrossFit Games at a competition of like kind of this, level, you know, a fairly big, comp- you know, high level competition. It gets to uh, 67 here for the men, and it's a guy named uh, Xavi Marco. Javi. And then all these others did not participate. And there's like 10 or 11 men and 10 or 11 women, some of whom are fairly recognizable names that just, they were listed as planning to be there. Some of the media that was covered leading up to the event, morning chalk up, barbell spin, you know, mentioned and featured some of these athletes. And then they ended up not participating, which is always kind of a question I have about, uh, obviously we've talked, we've probably mentioned this before, but like, obviously sometimes you get an injury right before competition, you have to withdraw, but otherwise there's really no accountability for the athletes. I guess maybe they could lose the registration fee, but some of them might have been invited in this case. If you just decide not to do it at the last minute, and it's really just a penalty then for the competition who may you know expected a certain caliber of field, and if a couple of the highlighted names drop out, there's not really much they can do about it. Uh, and, and when you, you act like maybe there should be, you wish there could be something that's punitive, like you, you don't like this, you're mm-hmm. disappointed in this, that like uh, – that Zach George, a big name out of the UK, doesn't doesn't participate. Yeah, no, <clears throat> I've talked about it before. I mean, part of the you know part of the conversation when you're talking about these events is always surrounding the finances. And you know, there have been some people being very vocal and critical of the fact that you know, for example, some of the semifinals are very unsustainable financially right now. And for these off-season competitions as well, something that certainly they have to consider is how are they bringing in revenue and money and obviously one of the things that drives that is having big names in your field so that people want to come there not just attend but also spend money when they're there which they will inevitably do on merchandise and food and whatever else you know beer so um yeah when there's you know 20 athletes in the field men and women combined that just don't show up in the last minute and maybe five to eight of them are you know recognizable or notable names that's a loss for the competition that they can't really do anything about and there's no penalty for the athletes and i don't know if there should be but it's just i noticed there were a lot that didn't show up for this one uh i see uh it says uh five there's five events here is, is that all that there were oh, no no there were eight okay you can scroll to the right if you scroll uh that black thing at the bottom that you can put an x on that bar is blocking your and then there's an arrow that you can scroll across dirty saga sayaga saga i shared with you a document actually did you, did you get it? I shared it like an hour ago. I, so a, a saiga is either a rifle or an antelope. They're two different uh, meanings for the word. 
My guess was since Fraser was involved with the programming, it was probably leaning more towards the rifle than the antelope. Uh, but I don't know. And 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 these are the rank. Lazar took a seven tenth, nineteenth, first, eighth, uh, sixth, first, and sixth, and that was good enough to win the event. Yeah, good enough to win. And I mean, the points don't maybe look dramatic, but uh, it was kind. Of, it seemed like kind of a comfortable last day for him relative to the next five guys or so that were battling with a pretty tight points margin. I mean, you look, there's only 17 points between sixth and second. So those guys were in a battle. Lazar was like twice that uh, apart from everyone else because there are so many athletes in the field. Two things. There's a small points margin per placement. And secondarily, uh, you know, a penalty can weigh a lot heavier in terms of event finish. So that's why you might see, uh, like, if you look at the first workout, for example, I wonder if you can sort just by that workout. <laughs> it's crazy. It's I just mean, a 2K run. The first workout's just a 2K run? Yeah, click on, go back, get out of this thing, and click on the the bold words round one. And then you could see the times. So there were two guys at 539, a guy at 540, 41, 45, 48, 50, 53, two at 54, 57, two at 58, three at 59, two at... And then it's like every second there's guys coming in. And then you go all the way down to, let's just say, I don't know, 45th place, 619. You know, it's a 40-second spread and there's 40 guys. So it's every, one guy every second, basically. This is how tight this this workout is. And, it you know, when it's that tight, then you better be running a flawless event, like a specific event. Round one is what it was called. Because if one second is one spot, and I, you know, I didn't, I'm not sure because I wasn't there, but, you know, um, some people have talked about this as being a, a issue in other events at times. And you have to exit and come back into a stadium where you start relative to where you're on the floor can make a big difference when one second matters so much. Oh, what do you think about that? A 2K run just as an event? I love it, but I think that it has to have a very, very exact and uniform application. So I would actually only like to see this basically on a track or an outdoor venue setting where the everyone is obviously starting at the same spot, has the same advantage to accelerate at the same rate, and uh, that there's no bottlenecks that can occur, that you can just run in a loop or multiple loops over and over again. Then like, the biggest deviation you'd have to make is to go around one person's body length to pass them on the outside. How many workouts were there the first day? I believe there were three. I think it was round one, round two, and need for speed. And I think there were three on day two and two on the last day. Um, are you are you surprised to see Travis Mayer uh, there? Uh, man, he's got a family. Uh, he lives in the United States. He's got to travel all the way over there to Madrid. Um, it's only five weeks after the CrossFit Games. Has anyone talked to him? Do we know what's going on? Why would he go there? <clears throat> I would say yes. Of the someone of the paid him to go. Athletes. Pro- I mean, probably of the games athletes that participated, Lazar and Adam McQuaid makes a lot more sense than Travis Mayer for you know all the reasons that you said. Not to mention, you know, well, actually, his age could be a factor in one of two ways, right? It might be that he knows that the number of opportunities for him to compete at this level are you know limited, and when he, maybe he does get a great offer to go over there, all expenses paid. Who knows if a sponsor says we'll even pay you just to compete or whatever that he's going to might want to take those while he can. But on the other hand, you know, we've talked about this with guys like Fikowski who are around a similar age where he limits his off season competitions 
pri and prioritizes having one more year to make an you know as good of a run as possible at the CrossFit Games. So it just depends what you're looking for. But uh, at first glance, yeah, Travis being there is a bit of a surprise. There were not a lot of Americans that made the trip over. Right here it says he took first place at Wadapalooza. That's a, in the team, right? Last year, team division, the boys, yes. And I think they're running it back to try to defend their title. Although I think there'll be a lot of competition this year. You, uh, What does that mean? Who do you know? What do you know? Uh, just heard about some other teams in the makings. And additionally, they've they've reformatted the structure of Wadapalooza. So you can, if you want to, compete in both the individual and team's divisions because they're on separate days. Wow. We should talk about that in the morning. Wow. Wow. Well, I'll add that to the list. Wow. Ha uh, has anyone ever done that before? I don't think so. Not Well, I don't, I don't think so. It reminds me of my brother's a college tennis coach, and it reminds me of the like the structure of those things where you can play number one singles and you can play number one doubles. You know, you can see in Wada Blues, you can compete as an individual and also as part of a team. It's crazy to me that the pros do that in the, te at the, in the tennis levels too, that like you see Serena and Venus playing doubles and then they're also playing singles. It seems, it's nuts. Yeah. And, and very similarly, no one really talks about it. The teams. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, good point. Um, have you, um, have you had a chance to talk to uh, Lazarus since his win? Yeah, I was uh, I was messaging with him earlier. He was, he was making me laugh. Uh, are you surprised to see him win this? And, and are you surprised to see Travis's fifth fifth place pace placement? Uh, not at all surprised to see Lazar win this. You know, this is like he should win this. If you're taking. You know, and I know that it's only five or six weeks after the games and that he had it. He's I mean, he talked about it publicly. He took a couple of weeks off. He spent a whole week in bed. He was like just laying there listening to Luca training in the next room over. And he uh, did not come into this feeling uh, 100 percent. I put a, gave a little accolade to him. I reposted him on my story and just said, you know, he's stringing together another impressive season. And he responded and said, you know, not bad for for not coming in at my best. And I told him he looked pathetic on the echo bike in the last workout, which he agreed with and laughed and asked how I was able to see that. <laughs> and how were you able to see it? There were some people live streaming the, uh, a few of the workouts from the, um, Kahamahika over there that I, that I know. So they would, you know, send, send it to me personally when they were doing that. And I tuned in when I could. And, and that, that workout you're talking about is the, uh, 50 chest of bar, 30 calories on the fan bike. Echo uh, bike. It was an echo bike, yeah. I know they just call it a fan bike in their description. A uh, twenty uh, dumbbell thrusters with thirty kilograms and a twenty uh, meter tank push. What's a tank? A torque tank? Yeah, and then they threw the dumbbells on top of it to add a little weight. Wait a second. They ended an event with a torque tank push. Yeah, I thought it was kind of a weak ending. We, Wait a second. The, the, the entire document I shared with you earlier is about the programming. If you're interested in the program. Uh, how could you finish an event with an implement that you can't fucking make ground up with on someone unless you stop? What the fuck is that? The whole workout, the whole workout came down to the bike. Who, uh, this is fucking retarded. This, this is, if I, is that accurate? You know Can who you program this, right? No. The whole competition was programmed by Matt Fraser and HWPO, which is why I wanted to take a look at it. This makes no fucking sense. If if what I'm saying is true, 
Did anyone pass? Can we find out no. if anyone passed? No one passed. There's no, I don't think there's any footage, but I watched the men's final. Lazar was the first one off the chest for pull-ups, at least from what I could see. And it's one of those competition floors where it's like 20 lanes wide, which is really difficult for viewer experience. He got to the bike. He got passed by several people on the bike. And then after that, no one was, I didn't see anyone pass anyone on the thrusters or the tank. It was just whoever could get to the tank first. And basically it was whoever got off the bike first. Uh, Wow. Wow. I would love to fucking hear before I just completely unleash holy hell on the, on the retardation of that. That makes, if I was a fan, I'd ask for my money back. If no, you want to, let me tell you this, because yeah. since you you have obviously no interest in pulling up my document, I'll just read it to you. Okay. These I do the- have a, I do have an interest. I'm afraid if I open my emails, they'll fucking pop up on the shared screen. I'm terrified. <clears throat> well, unshare the screen. Yeah. Look to see. I know, I know, I know. know. I'm going to open it up on another computer, another screen I have over here. Okay, go ahead. I'm listening while I open your your document. Yeah, but uh, basically over the course of the three days, uh, the men did 46 minutes of work on the competition floor. Is uh, is that? Not a lot. That's not a lot. Okay, as opposed to, let's say, the CrossFit Games, how much do they do? Oh, we had talked about that before. It's hours and hours. Okay, as opposed to Wadapalooza, how much time do they spend? Glad you asked that. Oh, shit. Did you see that? What? Last year, Wadapalooza had the same number of events, and the men spent 62 minutes working. Okay. And do you think that this has something to do with Travis Mayer's placement? No. Okay. Um, uh, no. The, it is an. It, should this it, turn into a programming show, or should I wait for JR and Taylor? Or both. Oh, whatever you want. Okay. Um, Thank you. You're a good dude. It's just, it, it, it was striking to me when I just started looking at the workouts and I saw six minutes, four minutes, three minutes, 11 minutes, nine minutes, three minutes, seven minutes, three minutes. Wow. I'm Now I see your document. That is crazy. The longest workout for the men was a 12-minute time domain? Yeah. Oh, so this is the 2008 CrossFit Games. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's... um. I what is this about con- it? Go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That you know the the reasons why it could potentially be that way. So one, it could be that Fraser just wanted to program this way. Two could be that there was some direction given by the competition because they have so they had so many athletes there, and they did have three venues that they were competing in. But they might have said, "Hey, man, we have to get thousands of athletes through every day. This is the time frame that we have to program for the elites." And maybe they said we have a two-hour window in the morning, and another ninety-minute window in the in the afternoon, and then we have an hour at night. Is and this Matt's it, ever event he's ever programmed? Is this his first event? No, no, no. They are they are actually are programming a ton of events. Include they did Can West Games in um, mid July. They did another one, I think, down in South America after that. And they're also doing Dubai, and I think that. Uh, because they're starting to do so many, I'm going to take more and more interest in it to see if they're really qualified to do it. Wow. Because it's difficult. It's difficult enough to program one elite high level competition, but now you're, you're, you're spreading yourself out across all of these that I want to see. Are there, you know, are there repeatable? What is this? 12 minutes, six minute lift. And lift. I don't know. What? I don't understand it either, but, it's not, it's, but, but I like it just cause I don't understand it. <laughs> You know, if there are predictable patterns that are showing up in his programming, if there are trends that are showing up in his program, if there are things that he's clearly omitting from his programming. Um, so if this many people are choosing to use it, then it better be 
really, really good in my opinion. And, you know, uh, not predictable. What about this thing? So the, the, it's a sport, right? Ah, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking come back to that. First one I ask you is who you said in the beginning, you said, Hey, this is the people who throw this event are uh, some highly qualified. Who are those people? Is this part of a live and loud? Just loud and live. They have definitely have some familiarity with that. Uh, uh, are they part of this event? Who puts this event on? I think Loud and Live puts this event on. Um, and, but we uh, don't know for sure. I, I think they do. Um, so involved in the, you know, and it's one of these things where a lot of the the people from Loud and Live events around the world, first of all, a lot of them are Spanish speaking. Some of them are in Mexico, some are in Miami, some are in Spain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I met America. those guys. Colombian too, maybe, right? South America, yeah. Yeah. And, but they all travel and help each other with their, their events. So, for example, Granite Games, which is hosted by, um, you know, uh, well, I guess, well, Dylan and, and Joaquin run it. They also run Wadapalooza. I don't know because it's the fallout with Loud and Live. I'm not sure exactly what this landscape is. But I think Granite Games is run by Loud and Live also. Okay. And so a lot of so all the guys that run Madrid Cross the Championship were there. In fact, I roomed, roomed with one of them. Um, and he's the main guy, I think, for this one. His name's Alfonso Chamorro. He's a great guy. And 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 what? And they obviously their business is putting on events. Hence, um, and, and so they need to make money. They need to survive. It's not a fucking charity. Yeah, and hence they the five hundred at yeah. the Cajamarca. It's got to be one of the most expensive events to rent out that CrossFit competitions ever used. Okay, and, and they've w- used they've used it for regionals in the past. Can you spell Kahi Mahika or C A J A Kaha? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna look it up and try to pull up a picture. C A J A Mahika. It's just magic with an A at the end. Magica. Magic box, Madrid, Spain. Okay, yeah, beautiful place. Let's see if I can share this. Does it say what the what the capacity is for spectators there? We will find out very shortly. Bear with me here. Uh, Twenty-eight. Oh no, that's the address. I was going to say twenty-eight thousand. We'll find it in one second. Give me a second. I was told that there were around nine thousand in attendance over the last uh, over the weekend. I'm not sure about day one, but it looks some of the camera angles and stuff make it look pretty empty. It might hold a lot more than that. I'm not sure. But Capacity I- is twelve thousand four hundred and forty-two. The construction cost was 300 million euros. It's a beautiful place. The colors are cool too. So maybe just the, you know, it's possible that I was just seeing the portion of the um, stands that wasn't occupied in some of the stuff I saw. But if there were really 9,000 people there per day or uh, over the weekend, that's pretty good attendance. um, Considering I think probably the peak of any of the semifinals was around 5,000. Now, of course, that they're having so many uh, thousands of people compete, and we've talked about this, and people have talked about this before, that it's probably a better model for semifinals to have community events as well because it just drives up overall presence at the competition. Obviously, those athletes are there, but also their spouses, their coaches, their wives, their boxes, whatever, especially if they're more you know close enough to the region that's hosting it. Uh, where was the Torian Pro held? Do you, do you know? Uh, it's... Um, uh, Rod Laver Arena, I think, is what it's called. There's probably five thousand occupancy there, something like that. 
And I know it's sold out, of course, but that, and that's why you're checking. But I think that like that's an event that could probably, even though it's a really, really awesome venue, they probably could afford to go to a bigger one because they're selling out every year. Uh, that one is, it says, wow, let me share is the it screen. Rod Laver? No, it's not Rod Laver Arena. It's, um, oh, okay. Cause that one is 14,820. No, no, no. It's, uh, okay. Patrick Rafter, Patrick Rafter. Uh, I could see how you would, uh, confuse the two. I get those two confused. <laughs> how do you know? How do you know? What? How do you know arenas' names in Australia? How did you know that there was even one called the, the Rodney King. No, the Rod, Rodley. <laughs> How do you even know that? It's like unhealthy information clogging your brain. Uh, it is. Oh, this one doesn't give you a capacity. That's how little it is. Okay, well, that place was sold out, and it was. It looked like a. Uh, I feel like it was five, five or six thousand. At least it looked like it looked like a triple decker. And all three decks were filled. Yeah, yeah. Look at one, yeah, two, it's three. Pretty, I think it's pretty tight. Uh, 5,500 fans. That's what you said, right? 5,000? I said five to 6,000. So. Wow. Okay. Just more wasted information in my brain. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so, th- so they do this event. It, it sounds like it was successful. They had a shitload of people there. 500 teams means a lot of registrations. Uh, h- how big was their, um, their open? How, how many people participated in the um, qualifier? online qualifier? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. Is it thousands or is it like a weird rogue thing where it's like only 200 people or whatever? Well, rogue's a little different because you could pay $35 to sign up for that and you get a shirt and the shirt's kind of a cool shirt. So I think there are people that sign up with no intention to participate in rogue just to get the shirt. But so few people participated in rogue, right? That's what I'm saying. I think twice as many signed up as participated and the other half just got a shirt out of it. For right. Right. Bucks, which is kind of a good deal anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good deal too. And, I'm, and because of that, I'm surprised that thousands didn't apply. More people should do that. You yeah. I qualifier you sign up, you get this cool shirt. I think they get another. You know, just like when you sign up for the CrossFit okay. open, you get a cool shirt, right? Uh, you get a level. Uh, so we don't know how many people signed up. We don't know if they have 10,000 people, yeah, I haven't checked. No. a hundred thousand people. We don't, we have no idea. Okay. Uh, and then, and then back to Travis Mayer. why, um, but 80 qualified in the men's elite field. So you have to assume it was a significant number more than that. Do you? <laughs> it's like, all right, hundred people signed up. 80 of you are going to make it. I'm kind of surprised. I wonder if some people sign up for that qualifier um, who don't even intend on going. Just for the challenge. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I do that sometimes. Last year, I think I signed up for Wadapalooza's qualifier with no intent to participate in the live event. Okay, fuck it. I'm going back to the workout. I, it just keeps it's it's eating away. If you can't, if this is a competition and it's supposed to be a sport, and we're supposed to see people competing against each other, and that's where the drama and that's where the narrative is. Why could how, how and why would there be a torque tank, something you can't pass someone in Not any event, let, let alone, alone the final event as the last movement. I I can't. I mean, can you justify it anywhere for me? Can you just help me so I don't just fucking hate the rest of this podcast? Oh come on! You don't have to hate the podcast just because it doesn't make any sense. No, well, I'm I just like I just I just that. feel like I'm I'm, I'm you want to have plus the whole workout progressed across the floor towards the finish line, but then you yeah. push the tank to the finish line, back to the middle of the floor, and then ran across. So it's just like 
How long was that final run? 10 meters. Oh yeah. This is bad. So it's like, someone help me. Someone help me. Someone be like, no, actually three people did pass on the torque tank because they stopped pushing it. And it's actually a great, I'm open. I'm open. No, everyone pushed it 10 meters across. You were forced to go walk around it and push it 10 meters back and everyone push it across and you can't, everyone's pushing at the same speed. Matt is trolling someone. Well, then I'm flattered and I'm glad he tanked the entire fucking last event with the worst programming in the history of fucking CrossFit events to troll me. Then I'm actually flattered. Might even masturbate to that tonight. It's fucking absurd. Fucking absurd. Uh, just all right. So Can you get it out. Are you good? Are you good? Yeah. I, I, Are we going to come good. back to it? I got to say, I got to say masturbate and I feel better. What is, oh shit. Uh, Ken Walters, Matt and HWPO is getting paid by Torque. This makes it obvious. Okay. Well, there's, there is obviously <laughs> Torque Tank obviously can be a sponsor of events and likely because they've been a sponsor of events is why their equipment gets to be used at those events so regularly. But that does not mean that the programmer has to put it into a format like this. You I could agree. Just use it at How any about you just point. carry it or who can break it with a sledgehammer the fastest? Or you can, you could, impl- you could put it, it is definitely, you know, it's tiring to push it, but if you can't, so you could put it in into a place where it might have an effect, a compounding effect on later parts of the workout, like they did at the, um, what was that? I think it was at the Mac or the, I don't buy week. that. I don't buy that. I, I, I know you're, you're being thoughtful, but I, I, that still seems so lazy to me. Were there, and well, I've used this example before. A, we're talking about a scenario in which they're maybe providing a significant contribution financially. And so you're like, okay, well, that's kind of a hard number to ignore. So fine, we'll use your piece of equipment, but we understand the limitations of it. So how can we build it into a workout without having it totally screw everything up? Like taking someone just fucking hideous to the prom because it'll make the girl you really like happy. I don't know. Uh, it just reminds me of when those guys in high school would like load up the front of their VW bug with bags of cement to lower it because they thought it looked cool. It's just like, you asked me to try. <laughs> I And you did. And it was good. It was good. It was good. It still doesn't understand why it's in the last event, but last, but it's good. Um, these, I, and I'm still struggling a little bit why Lazar Jukic would do this. I, I, I have this thousand euro first prize. That's not that's not that bad. There's not a lot of competitions where you can win that much money yet. For okay. First okay. Now you're talking. Um, what about this idea that you there's a that you push so hard? I bet you he makes more money winning this competition than he does wherever he ends up finishing at Rogue. How about where he finished at the CrossFit Games? Oh, we should check the prize payouts. Patrick Clark did a great write-up on it after the games. Uh, Tell me what to Google, and I'll Google it. I'll do it. What were you thinking about? Um, Patrick Clark payout CrossFit Games. Morning chocolate. It's not going to be on the morning chocolate. I don't know which of the keywords will trigger it the best. Uh, August. uh, Do do we know what place um, he took? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, He did it for us, too. He did the whole thing. He did the whole thing. Uh, Lazar Jukic, uh, 10th place, $37,000. So almost, you know, three quarters of it here, he, he won that the prize money that he did for placing eighth place at the games. That's pretty good. Yeah, that is good. Wow, the payouts for the games, I, I can't believe the payouts for the games are so good. You thought they were better? Th- you thought they were worse than that? Yeah, I really did. I really did. I get, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
Yeah. Ricky Garrard Garrett got 94K. <laughs> Damn. Mr. Adler, 50. So anyway, financial incentive is a good good reason to do these things. And if he could show up not at his fittest and still win it, good for him. Uh what about the what about the thought that the training that you get at the games is nothing that you can do at home. And we heard Sarah say that she likes to uh, go to competitions because uh, she grows there. What, what about that idea? That was first proposed to me, like in, I don't know, 2009 when I was interviewing Chuck Carswell and maybe it was Nicole Carroll, like, Hey, there's a stimulus you get at the games that you can't get anywhere else in competition. Yeah. hundred percent. And the games might be a difference or an elevated stimulus relative to other competitions, but you're still getting a, an experience at those competitions that you can't replicate even if you have little throwdowns that you're with your training camp or, you know, a group of guys or get together, it's not going to be the same. <clears throat> uh, other, you know, I think uh, Max Hodge was talking about this recently. Do you listen to that podcast, by the way? No, but I saw the thumbnail for it. It's pretty fucking intense thumbnail. The one that says, like, I hated the games this year, Travis Mayer. No, the one where he sits down with Adam Rogers and um, one other guy there who and they talk, it's called CrossFit rant or something like that. But he talks about the fact, you know, he, he goes into detail at one point when talking about the testing of the workouts and saying, okay, you can tell me all you want about how those workouts went in testing, but the athletes that were testing the workouts were not the athletes that qualified for the games. They weren't competing with the same level of focus and intensity because there was their whole season or potentially career wasn't culminating to this moment. They didn't have the same level of preparation and there's, there's, a lot of money on the line at every spot. There's a lot of sponsorship endorsements on the line, on the line at every spot. And he's saying all this to say, this is why it's that one with all the fire there. The second one from the right or from the left. It's very Hiller esque and it's thumbnail. Um, you know, he's just saying like, you can't screw stuff like this up. They're talking about some of the mistakes that they made in execution at the games this year. But to your point, you can't replicate that the intensity that, that a competition brings out. And so, you know, coming out of the pandemic when athletes were forced to uh, compete online in, in a variety of formats, you heard people like Noel Olson and Pat Vellner talk about, you know, I'm doing this competition because I haven't done one in a while because I haven't been able to. And it's important for me to get competition reps or experience on the floor and some touches in that environment before I go to the ones that matter the most. to me. Period. Semicolon. No, I just... <laughs> Uh, what did you watch this one? Travis Mayer hated every second of the 2022 CrossFit Games. I haven't, and I'll tell you what: I actually hardly ever watch any of the other content that was out there. I wa- I listened to Max's today. I was driving back and forth from. I had lunch with Patrick Clark, uh, and um, watched a little football. And you watched football with the- Patrick Clark? Yeah, he was in town for uh, an army event, and he had, he had like five hours before his train back home. So I went and met up with him. Where did and you he- watch football at? Some bar in, outside of Chicago. Okay. Um, did, did you drink? Did you drink alcohol? I had one Modelo. Wow. And wow. a one-pound burger. Wow. Oh, I had a one-pound burger two days ago. That thing fucked me up. That's a lot of meat. <laughs> anyway, uh, what were we saying? Uh, you don't. You hardly ever watch content, but for some reason. Oh yeah. And so I, I watched this one. And, uh, cause I had, been, it's one of these things. Usually if three people tell me something in the same 24 hours time span, then I'll give credence to it. So, oh. and especially if they're, I've told you this before, especially yeah. if they're people of note. And so that happened with this one, but I was listening to it and like, 
multiple times during the conversation, I was like, I just want to call these guys and tell them how it is because they're speculating about stuff that they don't have experience. You want to slap El Hajj around? No, I wasn't upset with what he was saying. I just felt like I could provide him with information to help contextualize his thoughts. Now, the cool thing about listening to it was that he allowed me to do that as well, because in some instances he shared information that was, was either only accessible to the athletes and coaches who were at the games or I could have had access to it. I just wasn't in the right place at the right time. And I didn't, there was no need for me to be, to learn about it. So the fact that he shared some of that, and I'm not, you know, you have to listen with a little bit of subtlety to find some of those things, um, was enlightening to me in certain regards. So basically what you're saying, you had insights from your, where you worked and your purview at the games that they would say things that you wanted. Like, he'd be like, Hey, they should have had a camera over here. And you'd be you could be like, Hey, they couldn't because that area was flooded or whatever. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And I did right. check. I do. I do. I do have his number cause I have communicated with him before, but I had to not call. <laughs> uh, Caleb, will you please put uh, Max's number up live on the screen right now? So everyone can call him. <laughs> Caleb's not back there. I just want to fuck with Mr. El Hodge, someone tell him I'm fucking with them. Uh, I should have him back on again. Man, their podcast is pretty successful. But you know, uh, listening to it, I don't know. Anyway, it was it was yeah yeah. Uh, say something bad about it. Go ahead. Let's start a little war. What? No, it just uh, when I listen to things like like that, that's often how how I feel. It's like man, I like I could I feel like I could help them. But then I asked for my help. Do not invite Brian on your podcast now, please. They've Do not. He's busy. Before, but they like and I pay people live in person. And I pay him w- w- way too much. Oh, they only do that? Good. Good. <laughs> Good. Uh, Emma McQuaid, she took. Oh, let's open up Patrick Clark's article again from the morning chalk up. Emma McQuaid also got some prize money. Ah, not top 10. She was 12th at the games, but each of the last two years, actually. Okay, let's see what it says here in his article after. uh, There might be something here that says after 10th place, what people get. Um, I'm skimming it and I don't see it. Okay, anyway. uh, oh, Oh, anyway, okay. So why do you think she went? Same thing. You think she's going for the money, too? Maybe. I mean, this is, I think that she would have showed up to this competition thinking that she could win this competition. And like, and 30K is not a bad payday. Because it is too soon after the CrossFit Games, right? <clears throat> it's pretty soon. And it's most likely that the, that the Games athletes are taking some amount of time off, which, uh, you know, how Lazar described it is, it was a very, it was very expedited preparation for this competition. Travis Mayer in an interview said, you know, uh, I was kind of sluggish on those first two events because, well, I haven't done it since the game. I haven't even really tried to approach that intensity in my training. So he was getting back up to competition speed. I've heard Noah Olson use that language before in the first couple of workouts. It's like, oh, this is the best. I know you're going to love this. My worst five-hole stretch of my disc golf tournament yesterday was the first five holes. I was just getting <laughs> up to competition speed. How many warm-up throws did you, did you start Not with? enough. Yeah. Not enough. How many warm-up throws do you start with? You play a couple holes? I've actually been thinking a lot about this the last day. No, I, sh- I need to because I am consistently starting slow. But then in the afternoon, after I've thrown all morning, that doesn't happen. 
Are you surprised um, to see uh, this leaderboard shake out like this? Emma Tall beating Emma Co- uh, McQuaid. Um, for, okay, sorry, I got to go back to the program before I ask you this question. Do we know what the intention is behind programming this? Like you said, the longest time domain for the men was 12 minutes. Uh, for the women was 12 minutes. Longest for the men was 11. Was there a – do the athletes know this going into it? Like do they know that they're going into something that doesn't have any long time domains? Is Were these events heavy? Like does Madrid have a reputation like Rogue or Granite Games might? I don't uh, – no, I don't think it necessarily has the same – reputation and uh, my, do you know what my, i mean by reputation like you know rogue's gonna have some heavy sh- sh- shit there right yeah but people understand that there's going to be a difference in nuance and programming from rogue to dubai to wadapalooza because they've been around for long enough or in the case of rogue which hasn't been around that long in the time that they have been there it's very notable that they're including some implements that you aren't going to see anywhere else because they make implements that you don't see anywhere right this event is uh maybe not as well-known or, or well-publicized. There was not a broadcast for it. Uh, and I don't think that Matt Fraser or HWPO has ever programmed it before. So this is maybe a new explorative presence for them. From the athlete's perspective, I think that the reason a competition would hire someone like Matt Fraser is to say, hey, Matt Fraser's program our competition, so you know it's going to be good. And then the athletes would be like, oh, Matt Fraser's program, HWPO's program. Yeah, then I, I should sign up for that. But what, you know, what, we're, what I'm just trying to doing now, you know, because he's programming so many of them is just wondering, okay, well, let's see what his programming looks like when we actually break it down. The, um, I made a movie called pulling John, a documentary. <laughs> How many times about, have you said, have you opened up a thought with that? And it's about the greatest arm wrestler who ever lived John Brzezink. And one of the things that when, and I was young when I made the film and one of the things that would really trip me out, it doesn't anymore, but it really tripped me out when I first met him is he wasn't a teacher. The best guy in the world wasn't a – I didn't see him I didn't see him teach. Tons of people came to his house to arm wrestle. Tons. So if you could learn – there were people learning from him. Don't get it twisted. But, but, he, but he wasn't a teacher. But he was a master. And you could learn from him, but he was not a teacher. There, there, wasn't, a, there wasn't a crossover. Right, and so here – now we're, we're just going to find out about uh... – if Fraser can can program events at the same caliber that he could destroy events when he competed in them, I know it, 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 it's not it's not a given, right? I mean, look at no, I, I've Maradona. also seen. Go ahead. You know, Maradona is a good example in soccer world in the in the football world. He was obviously one of the best players to ever play for Argentina. They tried to bring him on at, at some point later on to coach the national team, and didn't go that well. That happens all the time in sports. If you have some, so, so some it's coach, not a given. No. And it's pretty rare, I would say it's pretty rare that the best, the best, I mean like the best of the best athletes in a sport end up also becoming a great coach. But it does happen. Most of the time, it's like, I think that more often it's the role players on the team. It's like you can take someone like a Steve Kerr. He wasn't a standout on any of his teams. He was a critical component of a lot of his teams. And now he's, he's become a very, very uh, valuable and, and well-respected coach. What what about this? What about the fact that you can stand in and you can go over to the barn and Rich can just write up a workout um, right in front of you, right? And and everyone does it. 
and and I mean, I haven't been over there in years, but when I used to go over there, that's the way it was. He would write up a workout. Some people might throw out ideas. He fucks with it a little bit and then everyone goes, but you saw it come out of his brain in real time up there. And, uh, that, and that's how, I don't know if it, what it's like now, but that's how he basically it looked like he was training for the CrossFit games whenever I was around him for years. And that worked for him. Yeah. And it may, it may work for some people and it might not work for other people. I mean, and that might also be different programming than what you need at an event too. Although he is very opinionated about events also. He is. What do you think (laughs) about the programming here at Madrid overall? I only looked at those two workouts, the 2K and that last one with the torque tank. Uh, Like, like I said, uh, if he was, if, if, if he or his team, because I'm not sure if it's just Fraser, when he talks about, he talks about testing and the team and whatever else. So when they're, if they were- he did. He did say. Let me just throw this in there. He did say uh, uh, the Khaleesi did ask him about that, and he said that she said, "Hey, did you, did you do all these workouts?" And uh, I believe he said he did a couple of them, but Matt, but uh, Jason, sorry, but Jake and Mal tested some also, and, and kind of alluded to the fact that they tested them all. Jake Marconi and uh, Mal O'Brien. Yeah, I mean, obviously Fraser still is a, a very a high level of tester. You know, who knows how fit he actually still is? But he looks is, totally different. Did you see the interview she did with him? Yeah, he, he doesn't even look like Matt Fraser anymore. No, he looks like an Asian kid now, <laughs> little Asian kid. Um, anyway, they, you know, yes, they have a good group of athletes there to test workouts for sure. So I think that in the testing, they're they're probably going to you know they're going to find the stimulus that they want. So he will have known going into this that there was a range of time domains from two to 10 minutes, basically, or three to 11 minutes or whatever. And uh, the thing we don't know is if, like I talked about earlier, if Madrid gave him specific windows of times and said, hey, we got to be able to run four heats of men, four heats of women, 20 athletes per heat on a floor. This is the length of the floor, and we have uh, two hours to get this one done. Uh, All eight heats. Yeah, and if that's if they're given that if they give him those parameters and he has to fit everything within those confines, then it's a little bit out of his control. He might give some pushback and say, "Hey, man, did you guys not see Dave do the uh, open workout at the ranch that one year?" <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Wait, what did I do? What did I say? I say he did. You're talking about because Matt looks different. He looks totally different. Hey, that would be crazy. That would open in World War Four. It'd be so fun. All the drama would scrub if I brought Rich on here and start, just started having him critique all the events that uh, Matt programmed. That, oh that my! God. Just came to your mind. Yeah, I mean, you know, Mayhem is also being commissioned to program some off-season competitions. So, what are they programming? Anything you know? To, uh, well, I think I think sounds like Matt's getting all the good ones. Maybe I don't know. Uh, Oh, Brian just got flustered. Look at Brian's editor just turned on. I don't think they have as many as uh, HWPO, but I do think they have some. Um, If you if your wife no, he doesn't look he doesn't look uh, pudgy. He doesn't look. If your wife cooked like Sammy, uh, you'd look like Matt too. He didn't look pudgy at all. He just his his whole his whole maybe it's because his hair was long and he was shaved. He looks like a little kid now. He looked like he uh, he looked like he he. You know, it could also be that uh, he just has less stress in his life. Totally. And so his, his face believe, is reflecting that. I don't believe that in for a second. I mean, I think he's stressed pretty highly about uh, at being a competitor, and that's pretty obvious in the things he's written and spoken about. That's true. 
I do think he has a similar level of commitment to making to trying to do his best with uh, all his endeavors now, but it might not have the same stress on him that the that you know trying to win the games did. Um, you in, in sixth place in the women's competition. I'll share with you this. Uh, you, we have uh, Lena Lena Richter. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Her her she is someone I believe I learned her name quite a bit this last year. Because you, she was on CrossFit Oslo, and I think you have um, often either said implicitly, maybe even explicitly, that uh, you wouldn't be surprised to see her as an individual because she, uh, her and her partner, who were on the, uh, th- those are the two best females possibly in the team competition. Possibly, and 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 if you go to the team competition, her old team won this event also without her. Wow. And and so do you think that that means she's going individual next year? I know she's going individual next year and I will, uh, uh, uh you know, slot her into the women's rankings, uh, the next time we do them prior to the open. And, and how do you know? She told me. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty solid. Ah, but Tia also told Sean, Never mind. Um, why are the workouts called round one, round two, need for speed, uh, Atosha, the rings and Atosha rant? is a famous shipwreck. I, I looked it up. Okay. Is there a reason why these just get round one and round two? Is that some sort of like fight? Maybe. Okay. But we don't know. I heard there were some good fights last night. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So good. Uh, man on Anganese, uh, as a pretty, pretty good at, uh yeah, yeah let's look at the women's the top of the women's leaderboard here so I, I really like her are we gonna see her at the games maybe um there are two athletes from belgium Manuel Agonis, who at third here and then the male athlete yellow hoste who finished ninth and they were the ones that didn't submit their semi their quarterfinal workouts on time they claim because of time zone change in the u.s that cost them an hour in europe therefore they missed out on advancing the semifinals Based on what I know about them, I felt like they would have had somewhere between a 40 and 60% chance of making the games if they'd been able to compete at semifinals each. And I probably would favor Magnon a little bit over Yella. Um, and she did better this weekend. Emma Tall also would have had a great chance to make the games out of Europe. She had an illness and was unable to compete. So two women in Europe. And, and this is like, this is a great year that highlights what I've been talking about for years when it comes to women in Europe, because we had no Andy Thor's daughter, no Kristen Holta, Sarah Sigmund's daughter didn't make it, Katrin David's daughter didn't make it. And we had this whole new breed of batch of women coming into the games field and Matilda Garns and Lucy Campbell and Karen Freyova, even though she's been there before, this was like a more legitimate showing for her besides 2019 and 20, um, that did very well. We have Jacqueline Dahlstrom and Emma McQuaid who've asserted themselves as relevant women coming out of Europe. We obviously have Laura and Gabby that are still up in the top 10 of the women's field. And then we also have Emma Tall and Manuel Agonis who weren't able to compete in semifinals that have now proven that they can hang with, you know, yes, Emma McQuaid's coming off of a five weeks uh, after the games, whatever. But Emma Tall and, and Manuel Agonis are, are very good. And so they're still, despite losing these, you know, these stakeholders of European women this year, there are still the next generation of these European women that are coming up and being very, uh, you know, significant in the competitions they compete in. Eight of the 11 women that went to the games from Europe finished 22nd or better. 
Eight said eight of the eleven women that went to the games finished twenty second or better at the from games. Europe. Wow. Uh is Manon Anganese stronger than Danny Spiegel? Probably not with Sandbeck. Are you sure? She, <laughs> she was touching. She was touching going that that uh, she's one of the only athletes to be touching go go hundred pound Sandbeck. Yeah, the, that D ball. What event was that that I saw her doing that at? That was nuts. Wait, who who are you talking about, Danny? No, man and man and Anganese. There was some event I saw her. That's how she popped on my radar. Oh, you're not she, talking about this competition. You're no, talking about no, no, yeah, in some past. previous competition where we saw her last year. Man and Anganese was, is strong. Yeah, she's strong. She's stronger than Danny Spiegel. She thinks she could have lifted more of this, uh, the sandbag. She could have kept that with Danny. I don't think so. I think Danny had a couple more bags there. Anyone? Anyone? Any takers? Anyone? Anyone? Okay. Uh, uh, what about um, my friend Amy Kringle? I want to get her on the podcast uh, because she's from the Isle of Man, and I'm obsessed. I want to see what that does to my um, YouTube. It's a high. The, if you have viewers from the Isle of Man, you get paid more money than anywhere else I could find on planet Earth. Uh, it's just like if you have Guion, the, the click-throughs for Brazil are insane. But um, is there a chance she – like is she good enough for me to invite her onto the show? Will it be obvious that I'm just using her from, for to, to, to run a test, a YouTube test, or is she good enough? Uh, I mean – be honest. What, what okay. is good enough? Does good enough mean that you think she's going to make the games? Yeah, you have to have some like modicum of chance to make it to the games, right? I mean, you can't just come or or, or like. I, I think she can. I think she. I don't think she'll make the games. I think that uh, like if she was thirteen it, or seventy-five, that would and she was that that would also work. But she's not. She's just a normal fucking strong girl yeah, right? yeah but i mean i guess you know maybe they'll give more places to europe maybe they'll redistribute the the whole qualification process and things will change but in the current format i think she's the best she can do is make the last chance qualifier period the, the, yeah i think the women's field in europe is too good and too deep like you're we just talking about okay uh anyone else down here on the bottom any newcomers any like weird and like uh outliers or anomalies like do we have any 16 year olds or like oh shit did you see this? No, there may be a couple that had like a one-off really good event, but that, that can happen, especially when you have short events or specific events like a 2K run. Um, no, most of the, the athletes that anyone really needs to know about are going to be in the top 10 here. No one said anything to you? No one called Maybe you from there or said, and said, holy shit, dude, there's this chick from nope. Belgium that's f- fucking nuts. You got to see her. No, and I and uh, <clears throat> unlike on the men's side, like I know all these women. Uh, there's, I guess, there's one girl, the girl in eleventh. I don't really know too well, but uh, otherwise, um, I uh, know. Maribel Gallard. Gallardo. 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 What country is? Oh, independent. Gallardo. Okay, Spain. Okay, it's it's kind of the names are all kind of hard to say. Did you see this uh, chick from Iceland who went? Um, oh yeah, she's, uh, she's down here, and Snorri, Snorri was promoting her. Yeah. This Halgur, that one? No, no, no. Halgur Maria Friedrichsdotter. I didn't even know my keyboard had not, some it's of really these. Really not that that hard. You're making it a lot worse. I I didn't even know my keyboard had that D with a line in it. Like I would Crossfit. say, I think the girl that got thirtieth is harder because there's an extra syllable in her last name. Valdemar's daughter. <laughs> yeah, but apparently she's. I think she's a. Uh, 
Snorri was promoting her on his story. I think she might have some potential moving forward, and she is quite young. Okay. Uh, any anyone else? Uh, Emma Tall. How how old is she? A chance that we'll see her try to claw her way back yeah. into the Crosby Games. Yeah. Yep. I think Emma Tall, healthy Emma Tall, is very relevant in the European field. Emma McQuaid, obviously, Manu Nangani should be. Valentina Rangel surprised me here. She actually has done pretty well in um, online competitions. This is one of her better live competition performances or showings. She was ninth in at Copa Sur. That's not that like fourth at this does not equate to ninth at Copa Sur. You, you should have been top three at Copa Sur if you're going to take fourth in this competition. So, but that's one of those things where I don't know. Maybe she there was something off that weekend, or something really good this weekend, or the, maybe this 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 the really tight window of uh, workouts. You know, five to ten minute workouts is her specialty. And then you asked me this earlier, but I you know I did do a, a breakdown of these workouts. Like there wasn't anything very heavy. Uh, there was that cleans workout that got a, that had a little have the heavy double unders with the cleans, and then there were like the yoke was kind of heavy to carry, uh, but the sandbag cleans were light enough. The dumbbell over squat was light enough. Was all the weightlifting stuff, dumbbell thruster light, the tank irrelevant, the wall ball light. So if you're not that strong, you didn't get like super well rewarded here. I thought, um, and then on the in terms of the gymnastics, which is also especially for the women, a big separator. They had fairly high skill stuff. You know, they had some toes to bar and some chest to bar, but they had deficit handstand push-ups, ring muscle-ups, same volume for the men as the women, handstand walking ramp, rope climbs. So, um, you know, maybe she's, maybe it was just a good combination of stuff for her. Um, Manon took a, a f- three firsts and two seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had a great, I mean, she had a great competition and and you're looking at her bad finishes. And again, 16th place on the run. I mean, we could look at it and see, but that's probably a couple seconds. Uh, 16th, she takes 6.52. Okay, there was actually a six-second drop-off from the person ahead of her, and then there was a pretty tight gap up, up there. Um, and Emma and Emma Tall just put put the fucking pedal down in the last three workouts, first, second, second. Yep. Crazy. Uh, uh, on, uh, Annika Greer, is she... Um, is she nervous? She wants to go to the game. She takes seven. Well, there's some other stuff that happened at this competition that a few athletes took the um, took exception with, which was for, first of all, I think um, first of all, it's in Spain. <laughs> no, it was some judging standards. Uh-oh. I know there was a lot. Of, there were a lot of people that were quite upset with the. Uh, I think this the rigidity with which they were judging the hip extension at the top of the clean and in that sprint style workout. Um, and Anika had talked about that. I also know that, uh, Luka Jukic and maybe we'll get to the men. He was, he had also posted on his Instagram that there was a, you know, an, an error in the judging that really cost him a lot in the competition and kind of killed his chances to, to have a top five finish, which he thought he definitely could have done otherwise. And I've had some mixed feelings about this, you know, because, um, Anika had a problem like pretty early, early on in the competition on day one. And I just, and then she was, I mean, I don't want to say she was complaining about it, but she was talking about it. And, you know, it's just like when it comes to certain Publicly? Athletes, she was talking about it publicly or just whispering to you? No, I think she put out her story or, or post about it or something like that. And I, I haven't talked to her. But I just I had this thought. I was like, uh, okay, I just, I just want to see you compete. Like, I don't want to hear any more excuses. So if whatever happened in quarterfinals, whatever happened in Can West, whatever happened here, like – just put your head down and go to work and get the work done and let your results show for yourselves. 
bad, bad things like that, bad judging mistakes, bad no reps, it happens to everyone. Misfortune in the sport happens to everyone. And I, you know what? Uh, you rarely have ever heard about it from most of the people that it happens to mm. because they just go back and do the next event. I saw, and I talked about this at the CrossFit Games, and I talked about how Lazar had something bad happen to him, and he just acknowledged it and moved on and went into the next event. And he didn't say on Instagram, this and this and this and this and this and this. He just went back to work. I remember watching Jeff Adler get totally screwed at Wadapalooza one year his judge was making him do all of legless rope climbs when everyone else was using their legs. And he's like, look, they're using their legs. I'm allowed to use my legs on these rope climbs. The judge is like, no rep. And he, what can you do? You just have to keep doing the workout. He took like 30th you on that work. You he would have that? taken the top five. Yeah. And I said something to the head judge afterwards and he's like, we'll deal with it and whatever. And I talked to Jeff and Carolyn about it and he's like, yeah, it killed my entire competition. But what are we like? There's things that are out of your control. Allergies, asthma, judges, no reps, standards, everyone has to deal with it. Yes, there's a big initiative right now to really highlight those things. And some people are very hopeful that CrossFit's actually listening right now and they're going to make Hiller. some changes that what? I said Andrew Hiller. And they're going to make some changes. Never. That um, that might address some of these the bigger problems. And maybe that will happen. Nope. But in the meantime, it's totally out of the athlete's control. What they can what they can control is their mental preparation to say, okay, more than like set your expectations like this. Something bad's probably going to happen. How am I going to deal with it? And there's Wise coaches words. that have talked about this in their training implements. Well, they'll just sit there and and give their their athletes unfair circumstances to compete in, and then they say just deal with it and figure it out. Because when it happens at the games, when it happens in Madrid, when it happens at Dubai. I'm not going to be on the competition floor to save your ass. We might not have a, a, a review process that's implementable to do anything about it. All you can do is react to the circumstances as they happen. And you can let people like us talk about it. Yonikoski didn't complain that he was sick at semifinals. That came out through the media. Chandler Smith really didn't, uh, he didn't really complain about that stuff at Granite Games. He didn't want to make it public. It came out through the media later. He just went and did his best in the workouts. And he still had some good workouts despite feeling badly. Uh, I do like the idea of someone knowing that they'll never get any media attention. And then, so if a judge does fuck them, they just have an explosion on the field to get some media time. <laughs> I do. I do approve of that. Yeah. Uh, um, you teach your boys jujitsu. If you don't think it's fair, just make a big scene about it. Brian is killing it. Oh yeah. Just cause he fucking sucked you off a little bit. He fucking, he didn't really suck you off. He just kind of like flicked your penis. Just like he acknowledged you without saying your name and you got all excited, Andrew. Right. I really like listening to Brian. Great. Put it in your ears and go to sleep to it tonight. <laughs> Brian is a brain. That's rude. Uh, I, so do you think that what this uh, this talk you just gave us um, has anything to do with Annika Greer taking seventh, either in the fact that she didn't handle the debacle correctly or that the debacle was so significant that it knocked her down out of the um, top three? Top Look five. at her finishes. I mean, she didn't, uh, she wasn't, I don't think she was complaining about the run and she finished 35th on a run. If you want to be elite level games athlete, you can't be 35th in this field on a 2K run. You have to. Yeah, Annika. Yeah. That's simple. Look at all of the women. In fact, I did this crazy uh, study the other day 
Where her best finish was second, and then a sixth, and then a, a she's bunch had of plenty six, of good finishes. Yeah. Six, six, two, six, five, five, eleven. That's all fine. She has this eighteenth. You can get away with an eighteenth. The thirty-fifth kills her. That takes her out of it from where she, from where she wants to be, and that's on her. You got to be good at running if you want to be good at CrossFit. I actually went back and looked at the um, two thousand training program. Does she do? Is she is she mayhem? Is she proven? Is she underdogs? Is she what is she? <laughs> is she Hiller fit? Oh. No, she'd be good at running if she were hill or fit. Okay. I heard that's all they do over there. Just testosterone and running, baby. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. And Andrew, Mr. Hiller, I can't wait to hear and, and see this physique of yours again. Um, okay, so 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 you just you're not you're saying it was it's 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 an it's a honor it's a uh, mentioned that there may have been some judging issues that were either real or not real, but either way they affected her enough for her to talk about them. But she took seventh because because she, she's just she's a seventh place seventh place seventh place athlete. Yeah, yeah, basically. And and look, we've already mentioned it. This is why it, this is why the programming <laughs> is relevant. The workouts were tight. There wasn't a lot of room for error. There were small margins of separation. At, critical points on the leaderboard. And so if you do get a no rep and it, <clears throat> I don't think there was any, necessarily anything wrong with it, you know, the quote unquote higher standards for the clean, but it can be costly if that does happen. And, and in, I guess in her case, she, I mean, she took 11th on that work. That's not terrible, but maybe she could have done a lot better if she'd gotten away with that. Um, before we go to the men, we have plenty of time. Let's take a little intermission and talk about some other things. What um, What is going on with Lauren Khalil over at the Morning Chalk Up? I watched three of her videos today while I rode the assault bike, of course. And um, she has a the, – the look has changed. There's a, a news feel to it, like she's back at KROFT Channel 7, and she has a – uh, uh, a lower third that says senior producer multimedia has uh, or something something has changed over there can you give me tell me what's going on has she been promoted demoted um uh next question do, do you know and you refuse to talk about it or do you not know it's out of your line of expertise this is the focus of the show now. No, we're just taking a break. Just oh, like I want to give break. you some breathing room. Let the girls kind of right. like fall invite out of your back brain. On. I think you should invite her back on for round two and ask her those things. Okay, fine. That's fair. Fair. That's fair. It's good. You guys work as a team together. Good. Uh, you, instead of like just answering for her, you're getting her more t- time on the greatest show podcast in the history of the internet. Good job, Brian. You're a good dude. I don't believe anything they say about you. Um. The dudes, uh, Lazar Jukic. This is he did what he was supposed to do. He did what oh, you're not gonna like this. He did what Emma McQuaid was supposed to do represent the games. Emma, you went to the fucking CrossFit games. I really like her, by the way. Sorry, Emma, I have to play with you like this. You went to the CrossFit games, show up at other competitions and represent and fuck shit up, take the money home. I would say that there, the there wasn't a male athlete in the field who wasn't at the games that is as good as Emma tall is. So beating the entire field minus Emma tall, I'm not like, that's not that bad for Emma McQuaid. Yes. She should probably beat her and probably expects to beat her. But what um, Lazar was talking about in one of his interviews is for a lot of these athletes, this has been their focus all summer. They've been building up and peaking for this event for Emma tall, who is 
pretty devastated by the fact that she couldn't compete at semifinals this year and have an opportunity to go back to the games. She wasn't happy with how the games went last year. She basically got last place amongst the people who made the cut. She had a bad finish to the weekend. She probably wanted to prove to herself that she could go to the games and not taper off at the end, but actually stay strong throughout the entire competition and try to improve her placement. She didn't get to do that. So instead, she refocuses on this. And if you have an Emma Tall who's completely focused on the Madrid CrossFit Championship, I'd put her on level playing ground with Emma McQuaid coming off the CrossFit game. So I would say that was a coin flip. And not wow. a, it's not a bad finish for Emma McQuaid. Say that first line that you said that you opened that up with. You would. She's as good as... There isn't, an, there isn't a, a male athlete in the field that wasn't at the games that's as good as Emma Tall is in the women's field. The closest is probably Luca. Luca. Oh, okay. Meaning, okay. She, God, I'm, why am I having such, so much trouble understanding that? The best, the best female, if you take out the games athletes, which is yeah. only Lazar and Travis and Emma McQuaid that I, that I know of, the individual games athletes. She belongs in that group. Yeah, she belongs in that group. And no one else does really. There are other athletes in this field that could make the games and do well there, but they wouldn't do as well as Emma Tall should do. Okay. Oh, I hear the boys on the skateboard ramp, and it's nighttime. That makes me happy. I hope they put a light on out there. Um, uh, so, so, but but Lazar did represent. This is the way a games athlete should. He should come. He should for sure just whoop ass. Especially if you're back to back top ten at the games. I would say I would consider it risky of him to show up at this competition because if he loses, it's embarrassing. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, who's this guy uh, from Spain? Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Anal Akai. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was waiting all show for you to say his name and I decided to drink water at that moment. That's a yeah, bad perfect. idea. Perfect. <laughs> Not not a total unknown guy, by the way. Let me take okay. a little trip down memory lane for 25-year-old Ek- Anyol Ekai. Anyol. Uh, oh, not a- not anal. Anyol. I like that. It's a little classy. Not 100% like sure what it is. I am pretty sure that it's not that. Okay. <laughs> In 2020, he competed at the Norwegian CrossFit Throwdown Championship. There was a sanction. He got 21st. In 2021, he competed in the individual semifinals in Europe online, the German Throwdown. He finished 13th. 2022, he competed at Wadapalooza with the team members from training, uh, Alexander Anagassi and Pablo Cazales from the uh, training culture team that took 10th at the games this year. They competed at Lowlands with them. He competed with those two guys. They took seventh place. They're on a team. And in 2022, this year, he was competing on a team. I think it was, uh, I got to give credit to Patrick Clark for this. In fact, I'll pull it up so I make sure I get it right. The team was uh, <clears throat> CrossFit Ponferrada a Spanish super team that also included Martin Cuervo, who finished 10th at this competition. And this is what PC told me, is that uh, they elected to go team, but prior to the team quarterfinals, they were ruled ineligible. We're not sure why. Ending both his and Cuervo's game seasons since that ruling was made a day after the end of the individual quarterfinals. He finished 34th in the Open this year. And he probably would have made the semifinals if he'd been able to compete as an individual. But because of when they got that information, not only was their team disqualified, and I don't think it was of any fault of his own, but we're not 100% sure of that, he also did not get to continue as an individual. Well, it's not drugs because then he wouldn't have been able to compete next year and we would have known. So what else could it fucking most be? most likely a situation that's similar to CrossFit Nordic where one of their teams miles away. reported is not either either not living within the designated area or not training there frequently enough. There, I was informed that there were other teams 
besides Nordic, for whom this became an issue at some point during the season. Possibly this is one of those teams, but there's no record that tells us why they were deemed ineligible. So pretty brutal for him and also for Martin Cuervo, who was doing great in this competition and tapered off a little bit at the end of it, that they just didn't get to extend their season for a kind of an unknown reason. And the timing of it is what kind of bothers me because they decided to inform them kind of at the point that they did. Why well, even yeah, enter well, the, yes, the, the open is I a say, fucking joke. It's a fucking, they make, it makes a mockery of the, the reason cross I say kind of is because I don't know what the in, infraction was. And so if it was actually like an egregious infraction, then that's on their team. If it was kind of a, uh, I don't, like something that was out of these guys control for perhaps, or that they didn't know about, or they didn't realize, and then they also got that information handed to them at a point where it also ended the chances for them to compete individually. That's un- that's unfortunate. And I don't really like that. You're telling me that this fucking guy took thirty fourth mm-hmm. in the in the worldwide open mm-hmm. in 2022, mm-hmm. and because they couldn't tell him that he was pulled out. Guys, look at the names that are above him in the open. Where 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 are we going? Thirty four. There he is. Holy shit! A few points behind BKG. Hey, he's the fittest guy in Spain. He is. He was this year in the Open. He was, I think, third and sixth and second the last couple of years, something like that. I thought for sure he was a black guy from Africa. I thought like his name his was last Andre. two years in the Open, first, third, and second in Spain. Like he's not a he, like I said, he's not an out of nowhere guy, but he just hasn't showed up at any significant competition and done well enough for us to to recognize him. 21st in a sanctional, seventh on a team at Wadapalooza, 13th in an online semifinal. If that if that had been a live semifinal, we probably would have seen him shine in an event or two and had some exposure to him in 2021. He won the final event. He won the t- torque tank. He's the best torque tank pusher in the world. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to ask you a question real. I'm going to ask you a real a question real quick and, uh, and, and, and just play along with me for a second. When I say, when I say these guys' names, you tell me it's, it's going to take a second to do this. It's going to take probably a minute. Tell me who didn't go to the games. Saxon Panchik, Matt Poulin. Did not go. Uh, Justin Medeiros, Colton Mertens, Phil Toon, <laughs> Vic, Victor... Oh, Phil, I'm going to give Phil, Phil Tune a pass. He went to the games. Uh, Victor Lungdahl? Nope. Did not go. Okay. Jay Crouch, Scott Tetlow? No. Cedric Lapointe? No. Dallin Pepper, Alex Katulis? No. Katulis? Jeffrey Adler, Richard Froning, Tyler, Tyler Christofal? No. Six. Nicholas Anapolsky? Competed on a team this year. Uh, 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 Jason Hopper, Alex Vigneault, Jake Berman. God, it was bad. He did not go. He missed it by one spot twice in the hardest, in one of the hardest semifinals and on the last chance qualifier, but it didn't make. And Jake has frosted tips. He shouldn't have done that. He would have made it. Seven, uh, Yonikoski, Chandler Smith. No. Eight, Alexander, uh, Elin. No. Nine, Travin Benton. Team. Uh, Sam Dancer. Masters. Keelan Henry. Games. Samuel Quant. Games. Ricky Garrard. Games. Cole Grieshaber. Games. Spencer Panchik. Games. James Sprague. Demo team. 10. <laughs> D- Dakota Ranger. No. 11. Odo Ferdorov. No. 12. Uh, Bjorkvin Karl Gudmundsen. Games. 13. Dominic Garlington. 
No, and he's the first person on our list. I also don't know who he is. It's like 14. Good job. That's pretty cool. It's four. So half the fucking people ahead of him are CrossFit Games athletes are in the top 40. Are in the top 40. It's things like this that make the whole thing kind of a mockery when you start looking into it. Like I said, the fact that I don't know why his team was deemed ineligible and the timing of the announcement, the combination of those two things is what is off-putting. If we knew and it was legitimate and egregious, that'd be one thing. If we didn't know, but they'd at least reported it to him in a time where he could then make a decision to compete as an individual, which it sounds like would have been one day earlier, which they probably had that information one day earlier. Right. That also would have been okay. But the combination is just is not, not very, doesn't look very good. I thought his name was uh, Anyol and like he was from the Ikai tribe or something. That name is just looks so African. I know a lot about he's names. really he's pretty normal looking guy. No, if you're from Africa, he, those tribes. Very, I mean, look, this is normal too. Of really, this what are you is saying? He's really not juiced up. Are you saying he's not juiced up? When you say he's he normal looking look guy. Like he's from the Ikai tribe. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Ikai tribe. <laughs> I'm saying this is an impressive finish. I mean. It, it it validates a bit some of his uh, other success, particularly that open finish. David Sharonke is no joke. Alex Katulis is very, very, very good. Uh, and some of the, Travis Mayer, obviously, there. Some of these other guys are up and coming. Callum Kalmans, Luka Jukic. These are good, good, good athletes, and he beat all of them except for Lazar. Hey, um, but but he has a 19th, a 28th, and an 18th. <clears throat> yeah, but like I said, he got it's, capped. Of, it's like a field of 60 guys. Okay. Everyone got capped on that workout. Didn't they? No, nah. no, not everyone. A lot of people. It was a pretty tight time cap for that one. It was high demand skill combination workout and uh pretty tight time cap. Is 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 Enola Ikai is Enola better than the supermodel that was at the games? Enrico Zanoni. God, I can't believe I remembered his name. I'm a fucking genius. Oh, that's a great question. Um I'm not sure. Someone, someone tell us. In the we, we, it would have been great to see him at semifinals and have had a, a data point there. Right. Uh, David, um, high-performance CrossFit, David, that sounds redundant. You um, know David, right? Emma uh, Tall's partner. Oh, okay. Was he on the show? Yeah, we've had him both on. Super nice. Him. I've always had a great uh, great rapport with David. <clears throat> he's huge. He's, yeah, he's very, he's big and he's also a he's very intense person and competitor. Like he takes this, he takes it when he decides to do something, he takes it very seriously. Uh, he does have a good personality otherwise. Um, and this is a great kind of return to competition from him. If you were to pull up his Instagram in last March, March, the end of March, he had knee, reconstructive knee surgery or something like that this year. He's like on crutches posted on Instagram. Hence is, hence is 37th in the 2k run. Yeah. So, he would I think the I think we were trying to figure this out. I think that 2020 strength and depth was the last time that we saw him compete at a live in-person competition. He took second place in that competition and the only person who beat him was Matt Fraser. Wow. Yeah, and you want to, I mean, it's not a that competition strength and depth that year. He beat Lucas Hogberg, Branislav Lenkovic, Yorgos Karavis, Andre Hude, Harald Holgersson, Will Morad, Nicholas Bilodal, Sam Stewart. Uh, Alex Katulis. I mean, most of those guys have competed at the CrossFit Games. Hogberg, Kervis, Huday, Morad, Bilodell, Stewart, all have competed at the CrossFit Games. You beat them all. 
32. He's he's kind of a, he kind of his both window. him and Emma Taller. Yeah, they're in their their young 30s, so they're not like that young. They've actually been around competing for a long time. Sharonke is like he's been competing in Europe for probably a decade. Door has closed. Maybe, um, you know, it's it's getting tougher and tougher. You know, obviously the f- there's more and more young blood in the sport, but uh, this is a pretty good showing for him. Uh, I think, well, based on what Lauren Presley told me, he's planning to, you know, to give it another run this year. Did, did um, do you know where? Did any of these guys? Um, did did Lazar finish higher in? Uh, I don't think he did in the open. Then uh, Lazar did not invest very much into the open or quarterfinals this year. His event, his overall finishes in those will be very underwhelming. Karina Rain, thank you guys for being on live this Sunday night, and hopefully again tomorrow morning. Thank you. I'm sorry for. Uh, being a dick to you on YouTube. Karina, I am. I was being petty and childish. Defensive, I'm sorry. And not just because you gave me four ninety nine. Well, kinda. But it's still true what I said. Except for the sorry part. Um uh Alex uh Kutula's been to the CrossFit games? No, but no. close. He's been close. He get he might get sixth one year in semifinals. He's regularly a regular competitor at Dubai. Uh, you know he competes in Europe and does quite well, but he hasn't been able to make it to the games. Uh, Travis Mayer, CrossFit United, slow start. Got down to business after event the first two events. I think from there on out he had uh, only one outside the top ten. Yeah, one outside the top seven even. So just started too slow. Uh, it was obviously he was, I mean, he was very close to finishing second. I would have expected him to finish second in this field, 15 points. He gave away way more than that in those first two workouts. And I mean, by his own admission, he just wasn't, uh, like he wasn't ready to go. Are you surprised to see the guy who just dominated the run, uh, in the capital workout at the CrossFit games, take 29th at this event? What in the run event in the two K oh, he took oh, oh. he, he took a he took twenty ninth Travis Mayer did I know six seconds faster and he's in nineteenth you know another uh, seven seconds and he's in ninth but we know he's a great runner all I, can, I mean I'll, I'll, I can only go based on what he's said is that you know he just wasn't up to competition speed for that workout and then he, afterwards it was like okay well let's go like time to get down to business and it was pretty much business as usual from then on. So that's uh, on just him. So you know course, what, but I, this I is what, this is what Brian's referring to. Uh, he get, took a 29th, a 31st. Then he got down to business, took a third, a seventh, a 13th, a second, a fourth and a fifth. Oh, so he did. You're right. He did put his foot down there at the end. Shit, man. If he would have choked on the last day, he could have, he could have embarrassed himself. I think he was paid to go there. How many places does this place pay out? Not entirely sure. Oh my goodness. Don't say it's don't say uh Dylan Dykes. Yo, Andrew, where's today's video? Wow, you're stressing me out. He's never missed a day. Wow. Uh Dylan Dykes, does any UFC fighter train cross it for the strength and conditioning? Yes, they all do. Patrick Clark, Stephon, do you think Nate Diaz meant CrossFit when he said he wants to dominate other sports? <laughs> That's good, dude. 
You're a good dude, Patrick. Um, no, he wants to dominate the vegan bagel toss. You know, do you know that guy's vegan, Diaz? Brian, did you know that? Nope. Do you know no, who I he do. is? Do you, know, do you know who he is? The Diaz brothers? I've heard of their names. Oh, geez. Less frisbee, more fighting. Uh, and, and the guy. So, you know, watch the final round of the disc golf tournament from this weekend. I need to. <laughs> uh, and, and, and finally, um, the guy that everyone really wants is wondering about. And I say that jokingly, but it kind of is the truth because there there is a, a significant mystery around him. I think those of us who know of him. Uh, really, really would like to see him go to the CrossFit Games. Uh, Lazar's younger brother, Luka Jukic, uh, seventh place. Uh, so, ner- nervous? L- like for those of us who want to see him c- crack into the games, are we nervous or, or what do we think? Uh, look at his Lazar event did say look he's at his been event competing. Finishes. Pull up, let's click on Luka's name. Okay. And, and, and read and me l- his event finishes. And Lazar did say that uh, he's, been, he's been training and, 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 uh, Entering a lot of competitions, I think he mentioned the French Throwdown and, and then uh, some other ones. Uh, for his, uh, just, just read them through and see if anything stands out to you. Yeah, there's uh, fourth, third, thirteenth, thirty eighth. After that, ninth, thirtieth, fifth, third. So there's two. There's this one that's called True Form, True Fitness. Let's see what that is. Uh, true form, true fitness uh, is a seven rope climbs, 500 meter run on the true form, and a 12 meter overhead lunge with 85 kg. So I'll say the overhead squat at the semifinals at the lowlands in the final workout, final moment of the final workout, basically kept him out of the games. So he prop he has a weakness in that overhead position. That was probably what exposed him in this workout. I did not get to watch it. That's just my guess. On the other workout, and this is this goes in line with what I was talking about with Annika Greer, and it made me kind of like in Annika's case, we've just she's obviously good, but we just keep hearing excuses. We don't want to hear excuses from Annika Greer. We want to see results on the floor. We want to see her put together a competition where she can say, "No, guys, I'm not messing around. I'm actually this good. Look and see." And we don't have to ask these questions, and we don't have to hear about it. Luca doesn't really make a ton of excuses. He's very much like his brother in this regard. He's just going to show up, try his best, do his best, have a good competition. He knew we were doing this show, and he reached out to me, and he said, on that event that he got 38th, he had a judge that didn't speak English. She lost count, and in the first round, I ended up doing 11 extra handstand push-ups. Oh, the irony in that, because he's not good overhead, and now he has he's he's getting banged. There might, wow. that's just because you're not good. What overhead does that in mean? A, 11 wait, extra seven. meaning first he got all, repped seven. First of all, just because you're not that good overhead in a snatch or overhead squat position or overhead lunge, it might, it might not correlate to a handstand pushup. You can right, be very fair. good in a pressing position, tight and not wide. So maybe not. I don't know. It was, um, you know, and so he, he, they actually appealed it and he did get credit for some reps. He doesn't think that the reps necessarily equated to the, to the result. And this is what happened with Jeffrey Adler in that Wadapalooza workout I was talking about also. You can go back and appeal that, but once you're forced to do five legless rope climbs and the whole rest of the field only had to do one in round one, everything the rest of the workout is just way harder for you. And other people, but this is the thing, you know, and so maybe that happened to Luca, and maybe that took him out. I mean, he, he told me he feels like he was guaranteed a top 10 in that workout. He ends up with a 38. Those points alone keep him, you know, he look at his points. He's in, uh, he's at 576. He's only 30 points out of podium. 
I don't know what the point structure is, but I'm pretty sure if you took a 10th instead of a 38th, you're probably going to make up close to 30 points. And he would have been right in the mix with those guys that I said were all within a couple points of each other. But like I said, this stuff happens. It happened to Cedric LaPointe last year at the West Coast Classic where he just had to do a shitload of extra thrusters in round one. And so he had a terrible event finish on something that should have been good to him. Same competition, James Sprague on the rope climb workout. He should have had a top finish. He got a no rep. It flustered him. He got another one. He plummeted down the work the leaderboard on that workout. So when this happens to you as an athlete, this is the stuff I was talking about earlier. You have to take it upon yourself to realize what's happening in the situation and do what you have to do then to minimize the damage. Don't let your thoughts spiral out of control. Make the best of whatever it is. It's all you can do. Submit an appeal afterwards. Live with whatever the process is. Once your appeal is submitted, you should stop worrying about it and stop worrying about anything else except for the next workout. Luca, in his own words, said, my weekend was done after that. That's not a good attitude. That's the attitude of, of uh, not, not maximizing your potential. So he needs to say, like, that sucked. I'm going to submit an appeal. They're going to make a decision. My only job is to continue forward in this competition and do the best I can in every other workout and see what happens. Because it's just as possible that someone else has something shitty happen to them in the upcoming workout. You don't know. So just keep going forward. Just keep doing the work. Someone at the games told us, I don't know if it was, maybe it was Vellner. But you basically, when something bad happens, you went back to your hotel room, you set a timer for 20 minutes. And then when the 20 minutes is up, you let it go. And I like that. That shit. Can't that dwell shit, on it. We talked about that it, shit works. You know, but you kind of need. An, it, yeah, I agree. You can't do yeah, it. Yeah, you know, whatever the process is, if you do it with yeah. your coach, if you do it with yourself, if you do it, you know, and, and this can apply to any level of competition because sometimes you're going to get actually. I have a really. Oh, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now. No, tell me, tell me, <laughs> tell me. Mindset, mindset. You, had a bit, you threw a bad disc. No, tell us. Let's about just your look throw. about Laura Horvath. Oh, the start okay. of the CrossFit Games this year was terrible for her. She was having just bad event after bad event. And I'm not talking about like she was doing badly. I'm talking about it was just the worst things that were popping up for her. She has two, basically two holes in her games, short distance running and upper body pressing. And these things are just being exposed and exposed and exposed. And then she's down there in sixth, 16th place after like five workouts, which is unheard of for her. Right, 25th, 19th, 16th, 21st. She gets Ooh. a second on the capital workout and then scroll to the right again. And she has like her worst workout at 12th, 39th. Up to that point in the competition, she's at a second at 12th and a bunch of just, what do you call it in, in fighting? Just just gut shots. Some Shit rib, the bed, shot, liver shot, liver shot. Ribs over and over again. She the took a shot. fucking 39th at the last at place. The- last place. Echo press, strict deficit handstand push up. Everyone knows that's going to happen. So maybe it comes up. Maybe it doesn't. On the years it comes up, it affects her. Despite all of those things. She finished third at the CrossFit Games. It was literally the worst starting seven events she could ever dream up. And it happened to her, and she didn't give up. She just kept going. She just trusted her fitness. That's all you can do, whether it's programming that's not in your favor or a judge that's not paying attention or or someone got credit for something that you that they did the same as you and you should get something else. You could be as critical of these things as you want. But the way that sport curling is, that stuff is going to happen. It's going to happen to everyone at some point, and your job is to overcome it. And you have don't to have, be, don't be uh, a douche. You have to have a, a method to do that. So anyway, Luca had a great competition for the most part. He's still very, very fit. He was right in the mix as far as I'm concerned. And he had an unfortunate circumstance happen, happen to him. 
Maybe it cost him $10,000. Maybe it cost him a podium spot with his brother, and that's unfortunate. But my question to him would be, do you think that you did the best job in terms of your mental recovery and preparation for every subsequent workout after that unfortunate situation happened? Are you coaching anyone? Not really. A couple of guys. Anyone games caliber? No. Anyone games aspirations? No. <laughs> guys can barely beat me <laughs> no they're better than me uh i said that fraser looked thin um i said that uh we talked about the testing we talked about emma mcquade emma tall we talked about lazar we talked about Manon. we talked about annika greer we talked about luca we talked about the girl from the isle isle of man whose name who's related to santa claus miss kringle uh oh uh, we'll finish on this. O'Keefe claimed that Fraser was the greatest competitor in the history of the sport. I thought that was an interesting word. He chose competitor. Um, is that true? I'd like to see him say that to Miko Salo's face. Ah, ah, okay. There. So, so you, that, that word is ambiguous enough that you think that a- anyone can claim it. <clears throat> It's kind of a safe, for the most part. Like he chose it, it. It's it's propaganda. He chose a safe word. A person who takes part in athletic contests. That's a competitor. Oh, that's that's not what he meant. Sorry. <laughs> what was the what was the the descriptor? The best uh, competitor. The greatest. Yeah. The be, uh, a rival, a fierce competitor on the soccer field, one selling or buying. Yeah, he said he's the greatest competitor uh, to ever do the sport. I'm going to look for the exact quote. Uh, Fraser was the greatest competitor in the history of the sport. He basically uses that to sort of explain why the programming at Madrid was so good. O'Keefe is is talking about how good the programming is at Madrid, and he's justifying Just it everywhere, everywhere that they program. The reason why HWPO has such amazing program. It's at the it's, it's at the interview uh, Lauren Khalil does with um, Matt and um, and Mr. O'Keefe. Matt and Matt, I think they're at the venue in Madrid. Did she go to? She's in Madrid, right? That looks mm-hmm. like she's there. Okay, it says a. Uh, and O'Keefe claimed in the interview um, that Matt was the greatest competitor in the history of the sport. Therefore. That's why you're seeing all this great programming happen all around the world at all of these events. Like the Dubai. So here's the thing. HWPO is doing three different styles of programming. They're programming for the pros. They have Mallory O'Brien, Jason Hopper, Jake Marconi. They, now they have Catherine Davis' daughter, Amanda Barnhart, Terry Hoggett's daughter, and Sam Quant. Don't That's ruin tomorrow's one. show. Don't ruin tomorrow's show. Go this on. is one block. Then they also have a programming for the masses. You can pay, I don't know, is it 30 or 40 bucks a month and you get access to HWPO programming. You can choose a sweat, you can use a strong, you can choose whatever, and you can follow along and do it at home. So they're providing a general programming for whomever wants to pay, you know, 30 bucks a month or whatever it is. And then thirdly, they're programming for competitions. So I don't know which necessarily one of those he's talking about. And I think it's certainly possible that Fraser could be better as a coach in one of those silos than the other two. I think that, that you know, that's and there's a, and there's a fourth silo that's compet. Wait, the third one you said is for competitors who want to go to competitions but not necessarily win the games. Or did you mean competitions? No, no. There's the elite. Oh. There's the general, and there's competitions. Competitions meaning not people who want to go to competitions, but like actual Madrid. events. Okay, all right. Or Dubai. Can can you just go on his um, HWPO and buy the same programming that like the? Can you pay two hundred bucks and get what Mal's doing? There's something called HWPO Pro. I don't know 
what the process is for for getting the access to that. I also don't know if there might be a generic HWPO programming tr- pro programming track, but then additionally, they may provide individual programming for Jason, for Mal, for Jake, etc. Okay. Oh my goodness. We should probably yeah. revisit that in the morning. Is that what you said? Yeah, I did for sure. Said that. Um, I just saw in the comments, uh, no one's going to sleep tonight. Uh, Andrew Hiller just dropped another video. It says natty or not. Oh, Nelly. Who's this one about? Oh, if Dave Castro's natty, who's natty? Uh Oh, okay. I'll watch this. Watch this later. Brian won't watch this. I'll tell you all about it. Uh, three people, please DM Brian and tell him to watch this video. And that's the only way. Definitely notable people. Notable people. You don't count. I know. Trust me, I know. Um, <laughs> Sevon, is there... This is the greatest comment you've made. Is there a Sevon podcast merch store? I'd like to buy one of these. Yes. Go to... Isn't this your biggest critic? No, he's, that- just a, he's just a cool dude who just needs a hug. Um <laughs> Uh, you can go to Life is RX. They have crazy cool merchandise. Or you can go to Vindicate, V-N-D-K-8. I think Vindicate also has, um, is that where your shirt's made? The Be Friendly shirt? I think Sherpa Works has it. Oh. Oh, have you met the guy who owned that? Sherpa Works? Yeah. Yeah, I'm friends with him. Oh, okay. I heard some shit about him. I'll make sure I'll tell you off the air. <laughs> Great. Yeah, no problem. Uh, that's a beautiful shirt, though. Okay. Uh, tomorrow morning, we'll be digging into um, HWP. Do I need to get you one? Oh, please. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> I should just pay for it myself. I should support it. I should support you. Uh, HWPO, uh, what's going on over there? Uh, uh, Amanda Barnhart, one of my newest favorites, is over there. Find out what Brian thinks about that. Uh, Rogue Invitational, what's going on there? Um, is it all set up? What do we have any clues on what the workouts are? What's going on? Gabriella Magawa. Uh, I heard that she's not with the program and John Singleton anymore. And yet I watched a video the other day that showed Brian's favorite athlete, Christoph over there. So I'm curious. Oh, by the way, Christoph competed in Madrid. Yes. It, did you see the picture, the video of him clean and jerking? No. Is it cool? Yes. And it was, I, it was the one moment of the competition I wish I'd have been there for. It looked like an amazing moment for him. He was on a team with Mia Hesketh and then Elliot Simmons and Jamie Simmons. And just the whole moment, like, and through really 10,000. What's Jamie there. Simmons doing? Is she, she's she still competing? Like she's like still competing or just fucking around. I'm not sure. She was, uh, I don't know. They did a team this weekend. They play second behind Oslo's team. They did great. It looked like they had fun. I was really happy for Christoph and for, for all of them. Um, that's okay, great. So we're going to find out we're going to find out what what drama is there. Did Christoph leave Gabriella Magawa to stay close to John Singleton? Is <laughs> is Gabriella Magawa single? Uh Olivia Kerstetter, did she make it to the Rogue Invitational? Is this her debut as a pro? Uh one of my favorites. I can't wait to see uh hear the news about that. Uh we're going to talk a little bit about uh Wadapalooza. Uh we're going to ask Brian what he knows about Emma Carey. How come we haven't seen her put her head uh above the what's it called? A parapet? 
whatever those things are that soldiers hide in. We're going to talk about the Dubai CrossFit Championship. Uh, did, did the qualifier start? How come they haven't contacted me and offered me $100,000 to do a little media around them? And just for shits and giggles, tomorrow, we're going to talk about Daniel Brandon just fucking because. Okay. All right. Uh, and if you uh, need to get your blood work done, make sure you go to cahormones.com. Then you get, if you live in California, you get free blood work. Then you get a doctor's consultation. And then they say you're good or you're not good. If you're having trouble sleeping, you don't have strong mental acuity. You don't feel like you're performing at your best level. Californiahormones.com, cahormones.com. Okay, bye.